Hi, I'm Katherine Flashner, and welcome to The Truth Is, a podcast dedicated to speaking the truth, the truth of who we are, what we experience, and what we dream of. Our goal here is twofold. The first order of business is to unpack why we historically, and in so many spaces today, don't speak our truth. Why do we hide who we really are? Why do we doubt what we go through? Why do we hesitate to take up more space in the world? From that awareness, we'll next discover what happens when we do share our truthful stories. What happens to us, those around us, and to our community at large? My hope is that you will walk away from these conversations with a sense of strength and responsibility to speak more boldly at home, at work, and in all facets of your life. Welcome to The Truth Is. Hi, everyone. I have to admit, the most awkward part of recording a podcast is, for me, saying hi in the beginning. I end up doing it like five times before I get into it. So we're just going to press on forward here. Welcome to The Truth Is. My name is Catherine. And if it's your first time listening in, welcome. I'm thrilled this week to be coming off of a week of hosting and spending time with my mom out in San Francisco. And... I couldn't resist but inviting her to be on the podcast. Arguably, well not arguably, (laughs) biologically, (laughs) technically speaking, she's the person I've known the longest in this lifetime. And man, if it isn't true that sometimes the people we've known the longest are the people we don't know enough about. And so it was... A really special thing to share this space that's new for me and new to me with my mom and invite her to do something very new to her in the spirit of what I talked about last week, being a beginner at something. This was a new experience for my mom and it was really special to share it with her. And I think if I may, like, have her go from, gosh, what do I have to share? I hope I don't talk too much. Just those very understandable nerves leading into something new to now reflecting back on the episode and just being so moved by her vulnerability and her generosity and, and her wisdom and her general way of being such a light in my life and in, I know, the lives of of people around her. We talk a lot about today the privilege of getting older and the choice to find adventure and meaning in the everyday. We often grapple in our relationship with this really interesting juxtaposition of carrying like a deep sadness and reality of living across the country from each other with the beauty of the new experiences we're able to have together because of 
the distinctly unique lives we live. She is in so many ways my best friend and my soulmate in this life. And yeah, I'm I'm really excited to share her with you today. So here is my mother, my friend, Christina Flashner. Welcome to the podcast. Happy to be here, Katie. How does it feel to be on the mic? It, it's certainly a different perspective of having myself recorded. Yeah, did you ever think you'd be interviewed like this? Not at all. Feels like an honor. I was listening to someone talk about the other day, and I'm sure you can relate to this, how like we go through life and sometimes even our parents or our grandparents, we don't know a lot about them mm -hmm. and who they really are and maybe who they were when they were younger until later. And you've had the experience of having your grandparents for a good chunk of your life. 58 years. Yeah. I mean, do you relate to that feeling like, I feel like you know, you knew a lot about them. Yes, you know? I did. I mean, I grew up near them. I chose to raise a family near them. It was all very rich and beautiful, actually. Mm. And one of the things about that I think a lot about is we had four generations until, I guess, like the end of college, right? Right, because they both died nine months apart in 2013 while you were in Argentina. And the, the other the thing is you, you never knew my father yeah. um, passing before Erica, your sister, was born. So that was just a nice, very nice thing that they were so involved in your lives. At least I feel so. I'm, I think you do as well. And it was always important to you to be close to family. Yes. In some capacity. I moved away for a while. I thought that was important. I mean, it is, you know, maybe it's part of my upbringing being part Italian and just the whole, you know, homage to old, the older relatives. It just felt, it just felt right. And, and I think, and your father and was, was so supportive of too. Plus we live near your, your, his parents, Yeah, you know, only a mile away. And that was nice. Yeah. Challenging at times, but not in a bad way, but you know, there's give and take living close to family. I know it's interesting. I mean, I know it's a bittersweet thing for you that now we all live in different places. Yes. I mean, I, I mean, at one point, you know, my mom, mother likes to go to me, your grandmother, oh, they live so far away. But the same token, I look at it as an opportunity to grow myself at this juncture. Mm. You can't hang on to your children. Mm. You watch them blossom and grow. We're just finishing you coming out to see me in San Francisco mm -hmm. for a week. Mm -hmm. And earlier this year, well, I would say my big sister really piloted it, but we went to Iceland together, and it was your first time out abroad, 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 abroad. And I love, like, I think it's interesting on the bittersweet thing of we don't all live by each other, but I think as each of us individually goes in different directions, it's a chance to expose each other to new things and it was funny last week on the podcast I was talking about 
being a beginner again and doing something new and how that stretches you and you learn so much about yourself. And for me, in this juncture, it was the play. Mm -hmm. But for you, I know that that trip abroad for the first time was doing something very new that you've never had experience with. Yeah, it was almost childlike to me, Mm. to just the thrill of landing in another country and stepping foot and being immersed in it. Even though it was only for a week, per se, it it just felt so invigorating. Mm. And I loved seeing it with the three of you and being able to share in that with you. And I felt so grateful that you wanted to take your mom with you, Mm -hmm. you know? It is it was it's very special and precious. It's priceless actually. So it's it's kind of hard to put into words how I felt the yeah. whole time. But I, I see myself looking back at the pictures, being very grateful for it, and maybe just maybe there'll be another opportunity to do that again. And you know, I look forward to that possibility. Do you have a favorite moment from the trip? Or it could be the one that was maybe the most uncomfortable. Maybe sitting there having dinner in those beautiful settings and seeing us all together Mm. certainly would have been a plus to have your father with us. But he's so sweet. He's he's just so sweet about the pro girl trip. It's so generous of him. Yeah. You know, he's a man who likes to, he finds much happiness and showing other people and uh, and and our and our joy in what we do and that's yeah, when just when we got back he was like he knew what every single picture was <laughs> and then he was showing the slideshow to grammy and other people as if he had been there yes so that's that's pretty being immersed what we do and it's so kind of him how do you think about you know it's not as if you lived like a, a sheltered life by any means you've done a lot in your life Mm -hmm. but the experience of doing something so new it's makes it's it's made me hungry to do more yeah i mean i am 67 now i was gonna ask if i could share yeah sure sure i have no problem with that um i think it's a privilege to grow old Mm. you know to get older and especially trying to stay vibrant i mean i thank you for this week getting me back in the hot yoga studio your baptiste Mm. studio and participating in your class and meeting your friends it just was it was awesome and jumping in the bay jumping in the bay oh you say it's a privilege to grow grow old grow get older yeah you know some people they like my mother never likes to me to say what my age is yeah and so what's the deal with that it's totally a female thing probably probably it's like an older man is like coveted I don't know. I don't know. She's very hesitant. And I'm proud of the fact she's the age she's at, eight, <laughs> eight, 89. Hi, Hi Mom. You're going to be that. mad. But, you know, but her parents lived on their own until my grandfather was over 100. Yeah. And that's remarkable in itself. It's interesting. I feel like in other cultures, I know, I mean, I know this to be true. The elderly are like, really coveted they're revered they're revered not everywhere in this country but this culture has a habit of kind of casting them Mm -hmm. aside Mm -hmm. i agree and i think people buy in you get to a certain age and you buy into that mindset well i'm this age so maybe i shouldn't be doing that anymore right you know i can't do that anymore and it's not true 
right. you can we can continue to do so much, but you modify things a bit and and still enjoy life. Like I say, I didn't make this up, but probably heard it somewhere. I'd rather strive and thrive than just sit by the wayside. Yeah. If I and I say this and I mean it. If something happened to me doing something I love to do, mm. I probably would be grateful for that. You watched that documentary about that pre-solo kid. What yes. The, uh, the Alpinist. The Alpinist, yeah. yeah. What I learned from that, it blew my mind. It's like when I pursue new things, I overthink every step. Mm -hmm. And it's like analysis paralysis. Mm -hmm. And it keeps me from moving forward. And his metaphor was like, when I'm on the side, sidebar, if you guys haven't seen this, you should watch it. It's he, he free solos with no ropes or anything. Crazy stuff like ice, rock wall, everything. But he said, when I'm on there, I can't overthink it. It's no. like, if I'm going to stand there and overthink it, I'm going to die. Right. I have to keep moving forward. And you're so maniacally focused on moving forward. It's like, what's my option? To fall? Yes. My only option is to find a way forward. And when you take out all the distraction of overthinking something, because literally it was life and death, you move forward and you figure it out. Yes. It's so mindset driven. And I love the fact how he chose to do this with really behind the scenes. He wanted to stay out of the public eye. Yeah, he did not want to be. Right. He, he went off yeah. the grid at one point. His There's something very it, pure about his it. His name fails me at the at the moment, but he chose to to stay off the grid. And people, Mark Andre, Le yes, Pierre. and so many people were trying to get a piece of him. They wanted to yeah. document it and probably you know make money off of his endeavors, but he didn't really want anything to do with it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and you know what I love too is like. If you guys were to come watch me free solo mm -hmm. this summit for the first time, it wouldn't be solo. No. That's the way he felt about it. Yeah. Yeah. It was tragic how he died, but not surprising. And it was almost like he was he was okay with it. Yes. And he actually he died um and and with a on a climb with another with someone. Which yes. is interesting because yes. he wasn't solo. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, but he lived a he certainly lived a life he loved to do. Yeah. I think he was about 25 when he died. Yeah, he was young. Yeah, really young. Yeah. But, you know, that's my take on life is how you choose to look at each day and continue to be grateful. Yeah, I was going For everything. I was going to say it's like, okay, you went abroad for the first time at 67. Mm -hmm. Cool. You guys you're able to come visit us. Cool. I also think that you're unique in that you do find adventure in the everyday. Every day. Just say, talk a little <laughs> bit about that. I just, you know, you could, <laughs> like, people, I think, observe us uh -huh. sometimes. And I just think it's the lightness that we all, I think, we try to retain. And your, your tribe of people out here, it just reflects that attitude about, just embracing. I don't know. It's the environment out here. It's so conducive right. to being outside. There's so many. It's, I mean, you do stay super connected to yes. nature, I think, out here. Yes. And I see that element of people here, how invested they are, um, again, your tribe, in their health, 
and doing positive things, active things. Mm. And I love seeing older people out here doing it too, you know? See all those people cold plunging down in the bay, all ages. Yeah. It's, um... But you do it back east even. Yeah, I like it. Like, I think that's important. And I, I agree with you. You have this ability. It's magnetic for people. You have a lightness about you. It doesn't matter what the circumstances, you maintain your perspective and your attitude. Try to. I think it's an exercise. Just like we may meditate, pray, or whatever we choose every day. It's what you wake up and you make up that decision. What kind of face you're going to put on for the day. Yeah. Not saying it's always easy. It's not easy, but when you compare yourself to other people's circumstances at the time it, it helps keep things in perspective well I, I think about and it's it's relatable to a lot of people that have gone through loss especially densely in the last couple of years but mm-hmm. it was last year you I mean you lost two dear friends mm-hmm. and we don't have to talk about this if you don't want to no I, I you lost two dear friends mm-hmm. three weeks apart to a very similar cancer mm-hmm. the thing is I came away with that is they were living life right up until the end. Yeah. Enjoying the lives, the the both, you know, different circumstances, but they really embraced living until the end mm. and chose to be around. They, they really well, were. You were honestly, and this isn't a new thing for you. You've been very present to losing people very close to you. And with the two women you lost last year, you were with them pretty routinely up uh, until no, the uh, end. Yeah, when they when they were up for it, I liked to be there for them. They both were very significant in my life at different times in my life. Nancy was my friend I met in grad school. Yeah. And we were friends from the time we were, you know, 22. Yeah. And she was, you know, we're so lucky to have people in our lives that just make that mark on your heart that you could never forget about them. And in their time of need, just feeling that need, you just wanted to show how grateful you were for them and their, their essence. I mean, yeah, they were two very special, very special women. And Maylin Maylin was my, yeah, my friend from the Netherlands. And we had some really, Good, good, precious moments, you know, all the way up until the end. Mm-hmm. And you know, and that, and there's so many people that have people close to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they observe this, but I just think, it, just still, again, going back to still wanting to live yeah. in the the moment and make the best of it. I mean, we had some real hearty laughter, mm-hmm. some really good times. Sad, tragic, and sad, but still, it's that element of trying to keep it light, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, no matter what. That's a theme for you, I think. Maybe. The ability to keep it light. And, not, not, and too, not too light. I well, mean, but... it's, not whole, it's not ignoring the heaviness. No. And the, tra- and the trauma and the heartbreak. I mean, you, I mean, you learn a lot seeing people facing the abyss. Yeah. I think people become much more able to say, uh, I don't need that right now, or, 
you know, take it down and take it down a notch or I need to be left alone. Yeah. You certainly, I mean, that's how we should live anyway. Say more. Which is, say more. Um, it's how we should live anyway with, with boundaries. Uh, like you, what, you, you, what you need. <laughs> yes. That's interesting because you, you talk about a friend that's dying and you're super attuned and maybe they are, but you're encouraging it. Like what you need day to day. Yes. And you're saying we should have that anyway. Yes. Every day. And you know, yeah. that this parlays into not just people with a friend with terminal illness, exactly, but, but a friend who may have suffered a significant loss. Sure. I or mean, is having a bad day at work or going through a right. divorce or anything, anything. Yeah. Um, the ability to, it's simple, but just put yourself in their shoes. Well, I love this. I heard boundaries are the distance between us where I can still, I'm loving both me and you. Mm -hmm. Cause sometimes if you're just so accommodating with everything, it ends it's, up hurting it's, dra you. it's draining. And you're someone that you have a lot of people in your life. What do you feel like your relationship is with boundaries? I think now that I'm at this age, I understand more because in your personality, I'm sure I'm of that personality profile where you want to make everybody happy right to a point i mean i think and, we all I, we that's yes i think it's not a bad thing but it's worth being aware of i think we come from a line of women that that was just ingrained like i want to take care of everyone around right. me if they're all happy that's good versus maybe a i think it was just maybe weighted more heavily than oh hey how do i feel what do i need you being raised maybe the way I was, uh, Roman Catholic, being part Italian, whatever, I always felt a need. I never wanted anybody to be left out. There was right. like a thing when I was younger, I suppose. But yeah. but now I, I gauge by how much I want to involve my friends or my immediate family mm. and things that might be weighing me down. Mm. You know, sometimes I just take a deep breath and I go, they don't need to hear mm. hear anything. So, you know, I respect my, I try to respect people's, what's going on with them and how much I really need to. I think it helps yeah. with, like, you really nurture the relationship you have with yourself, don't you think? I'm more so now. More so now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you don't take care of yourself, you're really not good for any. For, you're not so great for everybody around you. Yeah. So, well, with my yoga journey and... Which Maylen brought Maylen, me to Yeah, Maylen brought me to it. Before I started going to yoga after college and you would go, it, maybe it was dad or whoever it would be like, oh, you're... Or no, maybe it was your, your family too. Oh, you're me time. Oh, yeah. And you'd oh, yeah. Get, you'd kind of get... I would get really defensive. Oh, you're going for my, your me time? Yeah. As and, if it was like taboo. Oh, go oh God. As I if mean, it was like taboo to have a little space for you. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's what, and I love to see how much healthier it is now and acceptable mm -hmm. for people investing the time in themselves right. to be healthy and functional. Because if you don't fill your tank, you don't, you, you, can't, you can't, you're going to resent everyone. You can't do anybody else. Yeah. And I think when that attitude shows up, it and I can do it too, it's like, oh, you get to go for a hike on a Thursday. And I'm like, it's not so much me judging them, but me being, me wishing I could do that for myself. 
Yes. It's like, oh, you get to do that, and I'm you like... You don't get to do it. It's a decision just to do it. It's a choice it. to do it. Right. Yeah. Right. You could do it. I could do it. Yeah. You were, like, doing self-care when it was taboo, maybe, a little bit. Well, I think part of it was seeing my father, through no fault of his own, mm-hmm. get a neurological disease in his early 50s. Yeah. He's gone. He's passed by the time he's 57. How so, old were you when he passed? Uh, I was... 34. 34. Well, 34 and I lost my dad. So I, I developed a resentment then with people that I love and I'm close to not being proactive with themselves. Right. That's why I'm such a nag to your father. Nag, nag, nag. Because he's so... Like make the most of what you've got. Oh, yeah. And not take and, it for granted. And being functional, which he is. I tell him all the time. I go, it makes me so... You know how happy it makes me mm. that you... Are doing when he's doing something positive, proactive. Peloton. Peloton. <laughs> but no, so I've seen people who took such good care of themselves over the years. Yeah. Um, friends, and for no fault of their own, they got a debilitating disease. Yep. Yeah, those are confusing cases. You can do all the right things and, and still get it's it. It's still a game of chance. Absolutely. Yeah. But it reminds me, like, in the yoga studio when we say, like, you don't have to do this, you get to do this. Yes. Yeah. You chose to show up. That's and, true. And be in a sweaty room and do work that's not always fun and easy, but you get to do it. Yes. And what was really so poignant to me in the, fi- the final year of my friend Melinda, the Dutch woman's life, the yoga teacher. Yeah. She would be there in front of a class. She was dealing with glioblastoma. Mm -hmm. She would have an apparatus stuck to her head, electrodes, carrying around a pack that um, sent frequency to help relieve pain. She is teaching a yoga class, and she would go around the room and place her hands at the end of class in Shavasana on everybody's shoulders in the most loving way. She did Mm -hmm. it prior to ever being sick. Mm. And her... Her kindness in doing that, despite her plight, and her words sometimes at the end would be, remember this, someone would always choose to be in your shoes. Yeah. It reminds me of Erica says that. Yeah. My big sister, who she works as a criminal prosecutor. I don't know if I can say that, Erica. I'll check. <laughs> I think you can. Erica they don't know where. Erica. Um, and she, she sees a lot of heavy stuff and a lot of harsh realities about... Um, life in certain parts of this country and and um life in general and she says if your problems were laid out with other people's problems and you could pick you probably still pick pick your, your own. own problems yeah. definitely but you know it's i think it's this interesting balance because Brene Brown has taught me a lot about comparative suffering doesn't do anyone any good right like just the comparison of it like your friends with cancer don't get anything from you I don't know, like being like, oh, I wish. No. They have it, period. Yeah. And if you have a bad day for whatever reason, and you're like, oh, but it's good to keep that perspective. But also, I heard something that's like, if it's a deep pool or a shallow pool and you're drowning, you're still drowning. And so the comparison isn't productive. No. It's like, I'm dealing with this stuff. You're dealing with this. They're both there. And you keep the perspective of, in a lot of ways, I'm fortunate or whatever it is. I I think it's a real challenge when you are present with someone who is undergoing 
whether it be loss or, or illness, whatever, whatever tragic is going on with their lives. Yeah. The ability to just be quiet sometime and don't say a damn thing. Amen. Just be with them. Just be with them. Yeah. I remember when my father died at the time and people, I don't know, telling me what, what you should be doing. I think that's the worst and thing. And I think with grief... You know what's the worst too? Hmm. Say you I mean, you lost your father. I I dealt with losing Julie a couple months ago. Yeah. There's no right answer, but I think you're right. I you don't wanna hear necessarily this is the comparative suffering thing. Mm-hmm. If I'm dealing with loss, I don't wanna hear about your experience yeah. of losing your thing. Right. Love you and I just need to be with this. Um, the like, oh well when I it's like I know, yeah. and we've all defaulted we to all that. Do we've that. all defaulted to that. It's a way to, to connect. That. But yep. to your point, I actually think it's a way to get out of the discomfort of being with just that person. Being with someone. Yeah. It's like, oh well, let me talk about my experience. Let me just sit with you, actually. And I love. Remember, we were watching the Atlas of the Heart, Brene Brown. Thing, yes. When we landed from Iceland and we were waiting <laughs> for the train, which she was like. It's a beautiful thing. You say I'm with someone that's going through loss. What does support look like to you right now? Right. Do you want to that's sit in how, that's was how, That was helpful. Do you want to talk? Do you yeah. not want to talk? Because we assume what the other person needs. But you were right. starting to say something about when you lost your dad. One of, the, one of the most helpful things someone ever said to me, learning about my dad dying, mm-hmm. I just said, oh, Chris, it just sucks. And because there's nothing else yeah. to say. And yeah. You know, it just, it prided you know, a, it a moment of levity like... and he, he didn't say anything else. And that's kind of what I needed to hear, you Amen. know? Yeah. It's, that is so, you know, and this is the, you know, I remember even, and I'm not comparing it to, to losing Grandpa Roger, but similarly, when my field hockey career ended at the end of college. And my dear friend, Lindsay, she pointed it out. It was like, everyone was like, you had such a great career. (laughs) We're like sitting on the field, like what? Um, Stunned that it just ended because we loved it more than anything in the world. And one of the athletic trainers, Angela goes, fucking sucks. And I was like, (laughs) it does. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's almost like we don't want to sit and how sad no. it is, and so we're like wanting to grasp something, and it just it's it's beautiful to be met and not fixed. Yes, you know, just to bring it full circle as we as we wrap up in a minute because you have to go to the airport. I love trying to just hold this connection between you having experienced these losses and been close to them, and how you approach every day, and. Going and experiencing new things with with your daughters or in general, and also just like waking up every day and and how you how you how those experiences maybe have helped shape that. Yeah. No, I look. I mean, I look forward to the future. I want to live a long time, so I know I got to be proactive. And you know, it's not all about me. It's all about to who you bring along with you. You know and. So it's it's good. I, I feel like I've been been lucky, but life is messy. Yeah. So it's not to be expected. It's not to be surprised when the unexpected pops up. Yes, you know, it's part of it. We were it's talking part about of it. that going through losing Julie. 
it was like so intimate. And I, I was actually talking to my friend who lost his dad a couple months ago. And you're like, you're in the world after they leave. Yeah. And you're like, it's disorienting. Yeah. You're like, really? Yeah. But you move forward with it in some way. And I think it loss can crack you open. And then you're in the world more raw or something. But it, it changes you. Even, and you can't expect it. It was it was something watching my daughter go through that on her own, you know. Uh, and that's a whole other topic: losing a pet. We'll come back. To oh that. my gosh, it's a whole other yeah thing to dwell into. Well, thanks for podcasting. Well, thanks me. for for this. What do you time. anything you take away from? I mean, this was another fun trip for you. Well, beautiful trip. Good cold plunge. Yes, and I love I love your people out here. Mm. You created it. It's yeah. all It's all you. I mean, you did it. Well, you know what I was thinking about? I mean, we feel this all the time. There's a sadness to being across the country. And I remember, like, the pain of moving. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting now, five years later, I wouldn't have... We wouldn't have had the experience we had this week with my community out here if if we didn't deal with the sadness. Absolutely. So it's so there's such a bittersweetness. I know to it. it. It's it's, I think it's the way life's supposed to be. It's like you hold the sadness of yeah. I'm across the country with the beauty of new experiences and new people. Right, and beautiful people they are. I mean, it's a special place, San Francisco. You're always gonna, it's always gonna be a part of you. And you got your chakras red. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Blair. Thank you, thank you, Blair. All right. Any parting words for Carpe DMing? Keep on, keep on doing it, man. Just gotta do it every day. Amen. Namaste. (laughs) And with that, she whisks back to Buffalo, New York, and leaves me here. I'm just kidding. She leaves me here more grounded in who I am and feeling so supported and so deeply loved. If you take something from today, man, can life get busy and pile up and we're, we're kings and queens of multitasking and achieving. And man, think of the person or maybe someone, maybe it's your dog that You can just bask in the joy of being in each other's company. It's like so fills you up to the brim. That's my mom for me. Like we don't need to even do anything. We just need to be together. And it fills my tank in in so many ways. Think of who that person or those people or those beings are for you and And maybe seek them out and make space for them this weekend. Maybe in physical presence and maybe it's in spirit. And maybe it's with yourself. Mm, Until next time, thank you for joining. Thank you for being you. Go find an adventure. Thank you for joining me today on The Truth Is. I hope today's episode has left you with a sense of strength and responsibility to trust your truth and tell your story. 
If you've enjoyed this episode, you can hit the subscribe and follow button or write us a review on Apple Podcasts or just share it with a friend or an enemy. I don't know. Share what you learned and love about this episode and connect with me on your Instagram at the truth is underscore underscore podcast. Yes, it's a double underscore. New episodes drop every Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. That's all for now, folks. Namaste.